Hello and welcome to an episode of Coffee and Crits or Coffee and Strahd uh, or Coffee and Ravenloft. Ravenloft and no, I'm just gonna, Coffee and Strahd. Hello and welcome to Coffee and Strahd. I'm your host, Aaron Washington. Um, here with another um, Curse of Strahd. My experiences with Curse of Strahd. So I think I've already given you a brief uh, intro to about the characters. So I'm going to constantly like, uh, I'll either refer to them interchangeably as the person who's running the character or the character themselves. Um, I'll try not to go back and forth too bad. I'm, I think I'm going to just try to stick with their characters. Um, so we start our game on the caravan. Uh, Cassius, uh, my character, is just the, the guard. Um, he is... Uh, uh, we do like this kind of little quick role play about how we've interacted with other people in the caravan um which uh my character has been very standoffish remember he's just uh it's been it's not even been like a full like uh, month since he's regained himself so he's he's still a little jarred and being around people and in fact uh this is when mike let me know hey aaron um you still have the effects of the thirst like you 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 don't drink just for the effect you you need to you need to drink um which i this is something that i had expected um honestly like I, I mean this is one of the aspects i wanted to have to kind of deal with in role play so um essentially like when we stopped i would i would say like you know when people would forage i would offer to like take them out to to skin the animals and drain them because you don't like from what i understand you don't drain like near where you're gonna sleep so like of course i would drain the animals for everyone uh essentially that's how i was topping myself off um uh but uh so stout of course is like my my guy he helps me out um uh we role played that uh between stout and land they supplied me with like my starting gear like they you know i joined on i was in a rough shape so like i i kind of described myself um which uh we did like a standard or array and like so i have like a, a charisma of, of 16 i think but um i described it as like my hair was still had like almost like years of being a spawn living in a cave had not done me any well like i'd washed in a river to kind of clean most of the grit off but i still definitely don't look kept uh i described my hair being kind of matted partly covering and screwing my face uh my clothes being just kind of torn not completely torn but like they're just ragged uh something i just scooped up some worn travel clothing um the the best things about me are is the sword and the cloak uh and, and the armor and the leathers that uh was given to me um almost like a, a third hand type deal so I, I honestly look more like a bandit uh <laughs> at that point than i looked like uh the a character an adventurer um which uh of course made uh it was you know was of course made certain characters stay away from me um alina uh alina and nix um were both essentially ladies uh in a carriage uh with with them keeping them company was uh uh lucas uh taylor's uh beautiful uh bard entertaining uh them so um not much interaction uh but uh 
every time they would like ask me to do something uh, like, you know, hey, guard, help me with this, uh, I would like do it. But I purposely at the table would never meet their gaze. Um, I don't know. There was me like role playing a thing where like I couldn't, uh, uh, like I was role playing this thing like where like, oh, I couldn't really stare at them too long because like all I could think of was like, you know, I ate my mother. I ate my wife. I, I've uh, this spot when I was this toy of this of the person who sired me. She had me like do these things for sport. So sometimes when I look at these people, especially like women and children, all I can see is the horrible things I did. So while we were role playing, I would talk to them. And the moment we would make eye contact, I would look down and continue the conversation. And so like across the board, they're like, what is what are you doing? I'm like, this is what he does. And it was just really fun because uh, Sai's character uh, later was like, wait, are you not looking me in the face? I'm like, no, especially not. Well, you know why, but she didn't know why. So I'm like, especially now, I'm like, oh, no, I just kind of look at you. And then I literally look down and then I, you know, we continue the conversation. I help you out. She's like, hmm. Okay. Well, you're, maybe you're used to being a servant. So I'll, I'll ignore it. Cause I think she has a noble background. Alina does. So, uh, yeah. So that's like where it starts. So of course, in a uh, wonderful fashion, um, we are headed to blank name of town. I can't remember, but we end up rolling into a fog right so i do nothing i do know there was like there's a, there's a thing about the fog and i know you can't really leave barovia so we roll into the fog uh no we're at the cusp of the fog and so we stop because the fog is super dense so we're kind of like going out and scouting make sure there's no ambushes and then behind us um is when it starts we hear the sounds of loud hooves and from the hooves we see a black ho- a black rider fire comes out of the nostrils of this beast and is a headless figure and it's a headless horseman it's a dullahan behind us and the dullahan starts wailing us and starts slashing and cutting into the caravan so it doesn't doesn't take anything but a round for us to decide that oh my god we cannot take this thing we need to run so uh my character uh so here so this is when the like first crazy thing so alina uh alina nicks are, are outside the caravan like outside the thing watching and as soon as this happens like my character uh rushes scoops them both and just kind of hurls them in the carriage like i i forced them into the carriage and the carriage kind of like uh well not like really forced but like i'm very adamant so like the character who doesn't look at them in the face right now is like looking at them like adamant um of course i'm trying to protect alina right uh alina looks too much like my anyway so i we do that we run of course uh nick like throws a hand axe the freaking dollar hand catches it throws it back it embeds the fire spewing and so we just take off the best we can moving around the rest of the caravan in this one carriage we're hanging off stout is hitting the horses for all they're worth and we barrel uh and, and we end up like uh crashing right uh uh off the road uh tumbling blanking blacking out from all the uh the crashes when we come to, we're in snow, in thick forest, in fog. And uh, we, we all come to, we check and make sure that we're all alive, which we are. Banged up, but okay. Um, 
and we find the road. This road doesn't look like the road we started on. We look back, all we can see is dense fog. We look ahead and we see a building in the distance and it's a manor. Um, some of you may already know what this manor is. Yes, this is Hell House. So we start our campaign in Hell House. Um, funny enough, uh, from what Valerie said, this is probably the fastest Hell House uh, run she's ever done. And I just think it's just because of how it turned out. So we all uh, approach this creepy home. And uh, out the front, there are two children. Uh, cold. And uh, so, you know, we, we, we look at them. Um, Alina's is just not interested. She wants to know where we are kind of thing. Uh, uh, Lan kind of talks to them. And they're like, you know, we can't go back in the house. The house, the house is scary. The fa- her fa- their father's in the basement. Told them to come wait out here. Um, so... So out there just barefoot. So my character <laughs> takes off the one thing he has that's nice, his cloak, and he, and he cloaks them. Uh, the kids tell him uh, thank you, and he, um, I think I did a roll, a survival roll, and, and it, it turned out to be like hungry or something, so I gave him like a ration, which the boy ate like famishly. There's a little girl and a little boy. The boy's the younger one. He just ate it like famished, like he was famished, and I was like, oh, that's really weird. Like, why is he so hungry? So we go into the house and we see like the markings of this like home and this 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 like noble or upstate family and um that's when we start noticing things like we'll look at a picture one time and they'll look one way and then we'll turn back and look at looks another. So the way Mike did this was anytime anyone noticed anything of a odd supernatural nature, he has a stack of note cards. He was writing down these notes and then just passing it to characters. So like you just we were just watching these notes get passed around as we role play. And I'm like, so then I get a note and it's like, you notice you notice the, the 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 painting bleeding out of the eyes and so i turn i'm like well i turn on look at the look at the painting and he's like yeah it's no longer there and i'm like holy crap and so this kind of stuff is happening the whole time um crazy enough because of uh like this is something that we have to ask mike uh mike definitely is using elements of other uh, addition stuff too i know he is and stuff that was in van richten's but um essentially there are oddities because uh of patrons or having patrons in general and um because uh nick's patron is a outsider um she is also hearing other things um maybe it's things of the same nature uh so like she's getting like these weird thought notes about what she's hearing as we're kind of creeping through this house and we're, we're going through in one minute like a place will look nice and then it looks shabby so we head into like the main like thoroughfare right and so the kids are saying there was something like they, their little brother was in the attic so um it's just like the nature of our characters i guess we went straight to the like we didn't like we, the first main room, we kind of we searched pretty thoroughly, and we saw like the the uh, the symbol of the house. Uh, God, don't ask me to remember right now, but we saw the symbol of the house, uh, which was like almost like a windmill or something like that. And we looked around, but we didn't. We went straight to the attic. Um, very much, uh, especially with like Lan, Stout, and Cassius, we're very much like if there is a baby upstairs, we need to get to this child like immediately, 
if something's wrong. You know, these other kids are outside and tell them how they left him. So we immediately just beeline it straight there. So we go right up the steps. And uh, when we go up the steps, we open a door and uh, there is a woman. Uh, this woman is holding a uh, a mound in her arms. I come in, my lady, are you okay? And she's she she tells me, hey, stop, you're going to wake the baby. So like I initially, Cassius, out of respect, does not. And I'm like, wait, wait, this may be the baby we're looking for. I like I, I'll go to peek on how the baby is, and he's like make my perception check and man there was there was no baby there was no baby and then i look at her and i realize she's been mutilated she's she's been killed she's she has holes all over her and then i'm i i just kind of look and everyone's looking at me and i'm looking at her, i'm like i'm just kind of like Cassie goes my lady what what what, what uh what happened to you uh, you seem injured and then she remembers um, that she's dead and then kind of flails outwards and then um, then like the scene almost like resets itself in, in a really creepy crazy way so I I uh, I see her I find her I find her bot her body's there and I can see where she took these wounds on her like bones and stuff. So I take her outside and I bury the body. And I I I I, uh, I don't really know how my character performs like a little what would be the equivalent of a of a of a uh, of, of like you know rest. And then I see her pass on. So at this point we're like, wait a minute, are are the kids like this too? Are the kids ghosts? Who can't pass on? What what what's happened? What's going on in this place? And so we we then uh, we find a um uh, uh like a nanny and, and she I think that was no that was the nanny. I think we also find like the house as well. Um, so we we so this is when like things kind of get like different for us as far as Hell House and with other people's experiences. So we go we check upstairs. We, we keep going up again. Because, you know, we're heading to the top. We're heading to the attic. Like, we don't... We check out the few rooms that are on our way. And we're like, nah, we're heading to this attic. And we we process and we go up some more. And I know we, we there's a bunch of different lore and stuff that... We, creepy stuff that we probably skipped over. But, you know, our, our characters are on a mission. Um, So, you know... We, uh... We get to a room that's been barred on the outside. And then we find the bodies of the children... Um, and one of the children possesses Stout, the young boy, and he's hungry. So now Stout is possessed and Stout is no longer Stout. So Nick is now role playing a, a hungry little boy. You know, we can't find the little, we can't find the girl anymore either. Not outside. <clears throat> so now we're just kind of like, oh crap, how do we fix this? Does anyone have anything to help this? And we're like, well, we don't have any type of possession uh, countermeasure. We just don't. Um, and though, uh, so uh, this is another thing we learned. Um, so due to Land's racial ability 
and the fact that um <clears throat> and I think Nix's warlock ability they can talk telepathically but as they send their messages or or, or uh so Mike has them write down their message and before it writes down it has to pass through him so he looks at the message he write, he looks at the message he puts down he picks up another thing he writes it down he passes it forward so apparently they they weren't getting the same messages they were sending each other like one was like uh you know we, we may have to like knock him out but she heard we may have to kill him and then she's like well she says back well i don't want to kill him he's our friend and then he gets back i think we should really kill him because he's really dangerous so they find out that they can't trust their telepathic bond a telepathic bond in this place so something is doing some 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 strange business with the thoughts so uh so we you know that that was a deal so i decide to put um the children at rest and i leave uh we pretty much figured out that they had they had starved in this room um they were locked in here from the inside and they started these, these kids starved to death uh so essentially what i ended up doing was i ended up um giving the boy food in his burial and like we saw his ghost show up pass on he took the food and he they told us thank you but they said the house is our little brother is still in the house, so we 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 actually I think the most exploring we did was in the top was in the uh, the, the top attic. There was a whole thing about me and this this uh, armor, and it kept turning and looking at me. But then when I turned back, it wouldn't be, and it had like a spear in its arm. And I took the spear, and then I sat the spear down, walked to another room. It had the spear again, so that was just creepy on its own. There's little stuff like that constantly happening, and uh, we don't essentially don't find uh we don't find the baby and pat decides to check this random dollhouse gets a nat 20 he has no idea what he's looking for he's just kind of like moving it around he's like well i'm gonna check over here around this area and he rolls a nat 20 and he finds a staircase that leads straight down to the basement from that floor so at this point like i figure We've just skipped a bunch of stuff because now we're heading down to this basement. There are just things down here. There are like little zombie hands that want to grab us and pull us under. There's just like these, these crypts. Um, I think this is when, uh, I think like later on, I think it was uh, Valato was like, oh, you know, we actually buried them in the crypt. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it was their family crypt. We could have 100% done that. I'm like, at the time, I didn't know there was a family crypt down here. Uh, I just buried them where I thought, you know, I could. So we we uh, went down below. We saw another crypt with like a bunch of other stuff. We were like, we're not messing with that. We we pat. We nope, 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 nope. Well, there could be something in there. Nope, nope, nope. So during this other time, Val Val's character Nix and Sai's character uh, Alina take some of the lady of the house's jewelry, and Mike has them roll a uh, a percentage. Uh, so you know we'll see I, I don't so percentages happen and he just writes down a note for himself so we, we keep we keep moving on um so during this whole during this whole go this ordeal um i think we fight 
uh, a ghost too. Yeah, we fought a ghost before we went down there. We actually had like a little scrap. So we're we're uh we get down to this chamber and there's like an abomination, and a baby abomination, and it's down there in a pool of blood. And I've I've been taking some some damage, and uh, at this point, that's what Mike lets me know. Like, hey man, you you're taking all this damage, and damage essentially triggers the thirst as well. Like I'm losing you know life force, I'm losing life essence, I'm losing blood. Uh, needing that life essence replenishes, so we start. We just start fighting this thing, man, and uh, we're, we're we're deep in it. And uh, this thing is just—it just opens up like a maw, or its body, or its flesh, and it just starts. It just gobbles land in, and I'm like, holy crap! It just ate him. So everyone else is like forced to get it out. So I'm in the back, like firing, uh, like Elvish blast with. Um, with uh, Alina, who's like my wife, she's and she's like, we need to get him out of there. And so, if anyone knows the um, how the appear works, essentially, you can do like an infusion. You can drink blood, and then the amount you you uh, you roll in damage plus your your D four plus your con, you get to add to like a, a skill or or a roll next go. So I'm looking at her, and I'm like, I can get him out. But I don't know if I'm going to be strong enough normally. Uh, granted, like, I'll let you know, like, my character has, like, a, like a 14, 15, 15, like, 15 or 16 strength. We have a decent strength. I have, like, a plus 2 at the minimum. I think it's a plus 3. But I have, like, a, at least a plus 2. No, I have a 16 strength. I have a 16 strength. So it's plus 3. So, I have, uh, uh, so I'm, I'm a decently strong individual. And I'm like, listen, I can, I can get him out, but I, I need, I need, I need strength. And she's like, well, what do you need? And my character looks at her like, I need your blood. And was it my character's need? Uh, well, I didn't, of course, didn't want to drink from her. But, like, essentially, um, we could not dig him out of there. There were some failed rolls beforehand. We could, not, we, could, we could not get him out of there. And he was failing. And he was almost completely in there. So, essentially, uh, so she, she just, like, kind of, like, uh, you know, exposes her neck and, like, take what you need. So uh, during my action, I uh, I do that, and um, it just so happened that everyone else is facing the creature, and we're up on like a little banister thing, and uh, so I, I do it. I do the drink. I roll like max, so I do like which so I get a plus like seven because my uh, con is plus three. Um, I think so. I think my strength is actually plus two, and my con is a plus three. So anyway, so it's uh, so I get like a seven. So I get to add a seven to my next like roll, which I'm gonna make a athletics check to to, to strength check to, to yank him out. So um, I get down there and uh, next go, and I roll a twenty. So it's twenty uh, plus like I think I was trained in athletics, so twenty plus five is twenty five plus the seven. 32 so i just like i just reach in reach in there in the blab of flesh and i just start yanking his like with unnatural I start yanking his body out so like it's almost like one of those things where my character was just thinking about like how can i save his character from completely being enveloped because he was like a few hit points from dying while he was in there so we ended up saving him we we kill the abomination and when we have like the the the, the lifeless uh bobby and um she she actually doesn't write me out. She you know just covers it up and um uh we um we essentially like go up to the room so we can like 
take a moment. We go like back up there. We can take like a moment to have like a breather as the place starts looking more decrepit. Like, almost like the enchantment of it looking fresh begins to break down. Now we're in like this decrepit building. And uh, it's like, so like um, I walk away uh, as they're like, you know, kind of putting the baby in the cloth kind of respectfully. The, the last few bodies we find and the last few ghosts, we're grabbing those so we can like put everyone to essentially to rest. And um, as we as we do this, um, that's when uh, Lena's character comes in, into 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 the room, and she's like, "What what what are you?" And I, I just tell her, I tell her honestly, um, I am. I tell her like, you know, I'm, I'm I'm someone who's been given a curse, and I need blood as life. And she's like, "Are you injured?" And so she walks up to me. And uh, she exposes uh, her neck again for me to drink. She's like, well, you did this and you saved his life uh, and you are hurt. So drink from me. And um, so like my character has like this hesitation. She's like, well, why won't you drink from me now? She's like, why won't you look me in the eye? And I just, you know, I just look at her. She's like, well, uh, I can't do both. Uh, Very much just like I can't do it. Uh, so she's just kind of curious, but she doesn't press too hard. And, um, that's like the second time she allows me to, to, to drink of her, of her life essence. And, um, like, I don't know how my character like feel. He has like a weird feeling about it. Like it's like, does he take it as like, almost like a, a, a sort of like closeness? Like he's gotten in touch with his wife, but he, he it was like an apprehensive thing. Like he doesn't want to need it so here's the thing so you know she that's that's you know so we we exit the house as we exit the house it begins to fold on itself and break down and it's gone it's just the um there's just like this uh the shed like the the the, the the shed where like the no the stable stable not shed why well, I'm saying shed the stable and then the graves and then there is a basket with wine and bread and it just says welcome to Barovia my most honored guests and that's like where Hell House ended for us it took about two sessions to get to um Hell House. Uh, I know I'm like super summing it up because like, I want to I want to explain like what happened without getting into it. It was just crazy. Like I know we never found the father. We never. It was a bunch of stuff we didn't do. But like I said, I think our run of it was just us. Like we were on a mission for that child, and then the crazy search that Pat did just led us downwards. We just kept like kind of following the path, and um, you know, you know. So uh, we pack down, decide we're gonna head out. We, I mean, uh, Stout's freaking out because he saw all these crazy ghosts and stuff and a monster flesh baby. So he just drinks, and it's good wine. So we drink it around ourselves. Um, that night, she asked me if I want any more. Um, at this point, my character essentially is taking it more like as like a getting close to someone who reminds him of her. Uh, Personality-wise, I've already decided that they're very different, uh, Elena and his 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 wife from what he remembers anyway and then i drink again and mike passes me a note and he says you find no substance within her blood and it feels cold and i'm like what and that's where we left that off and that's where that like kind of was done so yeah that was intense 
so yeah that was uh our first experience and our first delve into it um I'm really like like this one like super excited. Like we've done some more episodes. Like I'm gonna get more from me about like what we're gonna do. I'm gonna catch you guys up to where we are. But I hope you enjoyed this. Um, continue to listen, continue to like. I would love to hear your experiences with Hell House. What happened when you went in there? Um, either drop me a line on my page uh, at DM World. Just be like, Yo, Hell House, my edition, or you know where you've been listening at this if there's comment section just drop a comment let me know how hell house went for you uh that was our kind of rendition of it um i would love to hear what other cool cool stuff because i haven't read it yet i'm not gonna even look at the book and look at what could possibly be in there until i i'm done with the whole the whole thing until we're completely done so i would love to hear what you guys discovered or what anyone else had found during their go so thank you so much um you guys are awesome uh once again uh august 6th 7th 8th in raleigh uh at the sheridan and the cross at the center uh we are carolina game summit man we're gonna be running games and especially i'm gonna run a horror game and my man nick's gonna run a world game those nights uh we really want to do it on friday so i call it friday night fright but it's just too much so we did we're gonna do it on a saturday because it's just easier for us so we're gonna call it saturday night screams just doesn't have the impact it just doesn't have the impact of friday night fright <sighs> okay, I'll get over it. But anyway, uh, look it up. Uh, you can check it out. You can check it out. Carolina Game Summit uh, 2021 on Facebook as well. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be out there, man. Um, I would love to see anyone. And I'm going to do like D&D stories. I did it before at the last CGS where I had people uh, tell me my D&D story. So if you are going and you have a cool RP story in it, man, please let me record that thing, man. I love hearing people's RPG stories. I don't want to be the only person I hear talking and yapping about D&D games. So remember, guys, quest never ends. <laughs>